Hey, podcast people, you're listening to That Story Show, where we tell funny life stories like nobody's listening. I'm your host, James Kennison. No, and with Dad, today is Dad, what? I've what? been trying to tell you all day your name is not James, it's Austin. It's what? Yeah, you remember all those dreams you've been having? All those crazy dreams where I'm like the host of a podcast about some doctor in the future having impossible adventures? That's, that's silly stuff. But we talked about it. It's true. It, see, here, just open this laptop and you'll see. But I don't want to die. Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet having a full-blown identity crisis. I think that's true this week, guys. Noobs in the Hoobian! My name is Austin, and I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode every week, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two two sons sons who haven't. So welcome, guys, to episode 34, covering season three, episodes eight and nine, Human Nature and the Family of Blood. This is the one where Smith and Jones are actually Smith and Jones for once. The Doctor is hiding from the family of blood the only way he possibly can, by becoming a human, like literally becoming a human, named John Smith from Gallifrey in Ireland. Martha poses as a servant to keep a close eye on him and make sure he doesn't do something stupid like fall in love or eat a pear. Spoiler alert, he does both. Mr. Smith dreams of being a man in the future named the Doctor who has all sorts of impossible adventures, but he knows it's all just very silly. Meanwhile, something crashes in a field and it turns Baines into the creepiest kid since the empty child. He's sniffing out the doctor in the creepiest way possible, but it's hard to find him. The baddies take over a few more innocent villagers and the odd scarecrow here and there to try and find the doctor. Meanwhile, the doctor is teaching kids history and how to shoot things. One kid finds the doctor's magic watch and his psychic abilities turn up to 11. This allows the family to track down the Time Lord to the school. Martha decides to snap John Smith out of it, eventually convincing him to kill himself so that the doctor can come back and save the day. He does, in the most sadistic way we've seen so far. And after failing to convince Joan to travel with him, Smith and Jones ride off into the sunset. Story number 185, guys. Um, We say this every time, like, oh, that's a nice big number or something, I don't know. It is a big number, all right. When we get to 200, we'll celebrate it. It originally aired May 26th and June 2nd, 2007, to 7.74 and 7.21 million viewers. And I always have to wonder... What did those seven one hundred and seventy thousand people think? <laughs> Just they'll never know what happened with the scarecrows and everything. Anyways, uh, this one was written by Paul Cornell. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Paul wrote two episodes. Uh, sorry, two stories because uh, this was a two-parter, so three episodes. Um, the other one was Father's Day, and Paul Cornell also wrote the novel of this story. Excuse me. Let me back up. The novel that this story is based on that this episode is based on. I have confused myself. I think when he did Father's Day, we mentioned that he had written this novel and that it was going to become one of these episodes. Mm -hmm. Oh, did we? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, that's why we've been, like, kind of anticipating this episode because we mentioned it before. So we're going to loop back around to that and talk more about that in the miscellaneous trivia but first the the cast now we had tim latimer as thomas uh sangster and i'm sorry tim latimer played by thomas sangster um this was the uh the little psychic boy and um he played uh newt in the maze runner he was a first order officer in the force awakens and he was also i don't know jojen reed in game of thrones 
J-O-J-N. I'm going to say Jojen. More importantly, he is Ferb. No. From Phineas and Ferb. No. Yes. How? That's what IMDb says. I realized that Ferb has got to be like one of the lowest paying main characters of any (laughs) TV show ever. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is... The guy has like... I don't know, a line per season or so. It's kind of ridiculous. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he can sit down and, and record the entire <laughs> can, season. Can we get you to uh, send us this line real quick that yeah. we need recorded? So, I, th- I thought that was interesting and worth noting. He looked really familiar to me, and I thought he was somebody else, and it turned out he wasn't. Um, so I guess I recognized him from the Maze Runner because I have seen that. Um, obviously, as a First Order officer, I, who would recognize which one? Him? I mean, you know, <laughs> who knows? It's not um, like he's Finn or whatever. Yeah, and I've probably seen his face on like a thousand Game of Thrones memes and just didn't realize that's who it was. But um, then we have the freakiest guy that we've encountered since the Empty Child. That is yeah, freakier. I mean, the Empty I would, Child. I would is argue, kinda, like. <sighs> Stockish yeah. and doesn't I don't know. speak I much, mean, but this yeah. guy. Well, no, he did speak. He spoke all the time. No, mommy, I mean, mommy. Oh, that oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that. Uh, anyways, he's played by uh, Harry Lloyd, and um, he plays, I again, I, Game of Thrones. Why do you do this to me? Viserys Targaryen. People are screaming at their iPods right now. Um, why do I keep saying iPods? I know, you say that <laughs> every time. That's totally a thing that we use. That's right. Um, no, but again, he is the freakiest guy to appear on this show so far. And I would say this. I would say this. The character, Baines, I you could argue with me whether he's creepier than The Empty Child or The Empty Child is creepier. You could argue either way with me. But he is definitely like just the freakiest guy because the kid the empty child is just mm-hmm. a kid but this yeah. guy this this it's his appearance freaky. man just a sideways smile and everything yeah. and then when he just blurts out oh, what was it what was the thing shut up shut up stop talking cease and desist that's a good girl i mean just <laughs> whenever he would burst I'm, out into one of those i feel like I want to make a video of just all the really creepy and weird things he does, oh and then gosh. I guess put it on the Facebook you page. Could just, or you could just play the episode, because good grief, every time he's on there. Uh, I, I want so, to like mix down every single time he says "sir" to that one guy. Yeah, <laughs> I love trips over there doing the uh, the the snort or the sniff. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, by the way, that freaked us out just watching the trailer. Yeah. Uh, for the next time, uh, just when they did that little <laughs> head cock and oh, okay. <laughs> we're uh, like all turn at him simultaneously yeah. and cock their heads. I am sure we will, <laughs> we will spend plenty of time talking about. Let's let's save all of the creep talk for the creep level. We'll we'll save it for there. Oh. All right. So uh, miscellaneous trivia. This had uh, a bunch of fun little stuff in here. Uh, so first of all, we have the 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 big bit of miscellaneous trivia. That is, there was a novel. Written, it was released in 1995. So this was in the the dark years, right? This was between old Who and you know classic Who and new Who. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what was the movie? 96, I think. So this may have been been even before the movie. So at any rate, this was during the the hiatus, and uh, there were a lot of books that have been put out over the years. This book was about the Seventh Doctor, okay, uh, which would have been. Uh, the the current doctor, so to speak. It was the last doctor time. on the air. Yeah. At that point, that was all you had. 
And so it was the seventh doctor. And it is basically this story where he shows up in 19... Is it 1913 London or 1914? 1913. Okay. Because they keep mentioning 1914 is next year. Okay, yeah. So he shows up in 1914. Uh, It's not London. I keep saying London. It's actually a little town called like Farmingshire or something outside of Norfolk. Farmingshire? Something like that. Farmingham? I don't know. Uh, Anyways, he shows up there and, and then there's basically the same shenanigans that happen, except that obviously it was. There's the Seventh Doctor, and it was a companion of the Seventh Doctor. And if I understand right, if I was reading it right, uh, this guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paul Cornell, who wrote this book. I think he's the guy that invented the companion that's in this story. And I don't know if this was that companion's first story. So in other words, this is a companion that I guess only existed in the novels uh, named Bernie. And uh, or it was Bernice, so it was a, it was a girl, a girl named Bernie. Um, that would have been really strange. Yeah. So, if I understand, oh, and a cat. The doctor had a cat named Why? Wolsey. Why? Was it a because robot? Why, why animals? I, uh, why was it, was it a robot? Batman cat? has a dog. Superman uh, has. A was dog? it a robot cat? I don't think so. But again, I think this was all only in the novels. Um, yeah. And so essentially, well, there was no cat in this one. Right. So. When I was reading the synopsis of the book, it was like reading a rundown of this episode. I mean, it's like very, or the you know these two episodes. It was very much a direct adaptation, except they just made it the tenth Doctor, so then they had to use Martha, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Huh. Um, interestingly, yeah. oh, did it had the same type of people? Was um, it the same people? I'm not 100 percent sure. The aliens were different. They had a different name. They weren't called the Family of Blood. They had some other name, um, and the. I think it's one of the baddies at some point pretends to be the doctor and but pretends to be a future incarnation of the doctor and coincidentally poses as the tenth doctor. Wow. Really interesting little tie-in. Um, and again, that's just coincidentally the way that it all shook out. Um, so you end up with... Um, some fun stuff on the TARDIS uh, wiki because if you dig into things about uh, uh, him, the Doctor appearing in this year and as we're going to talk about in a minute, the Doctor and Pears, they both reference this, you know, the, the novel and this episode and they try to walk the line and talk about them as though they're both canon instead of recognizing that one was written as a novel, and then they adapted that into the show. Really? That's yeah, it's strange. it's weird. The, yeah, it's weird. The way, but I mean, it's you know, it's 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 a wiki. So what are you going to do? Um, so, but at any rate, so that brings us to the fact that the Doctor hates pears. Now, I said at the end of the last episode that we recorded that we were going to find out finally that the Doctor hates pears, and then it didn't happen in the episode, and I was really confused. And it was because there's a deleted scene, the, the, the YouTube video that I showed you guys. Uh, so when he's in the TARDIS and he says, uh, or I'm sorry, when, when, when Martha's in the TARDIS watching the video of the doctor saying, okay, Martha, here's some things to remember. Number one, this. Number two, that. Um, he says, number four, you. Don't let me abandon you. And then she fast forwards it. Mm-hmm. But in the original script and what they actually filmed was he says, and five, don't let me eat a pear. I hate pears. 
I don't. <laughs> I, I, what was it? Something to the effect of. I, I don't want to wake up three months later with that taste in my mouth. Or right. I hate like pears, but the human me won't know that, and you might do something stupid like eat a pear, and I don't want to wake up three months from now and taste all that. So, um, so there's a fun little bit there, and then this it will be a recurring gag that we're going to see come up uh, throughout the course of the Doctor. It's not even though. It never even showed up in the original thing. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. It came from the novel. So apparently in the novel, it that bit was there. And then, oddly enough, uh, the reason that they decided to start the fast-forward at four and skip over number five talking about pears was they were afraid that they were going to make children not want to eat pears. Wow. So they That's decided stupid. to skip it. <laughs> no. That's stupid. <laughs> I it's love not pears. even a um, kid's show. Well, uh, that's the thing. Is it's it, not people, even a kid's people show. People always talk about Doctor Who as a kid's show, and I it's still don't really co- get that. It's not a kid's show. Yeah, not a anyway. kid. So we're gonna see later on. We're gonna we're gonna see uh, something about. Uh, I know the eleventh. I think the eleventh Doctor mentioned something about hating pears, and then uh, the twelfth Doctor says it in of all places so, in his final monologue. So it's just all of them hate pears now. Mm, yeah, the it's like a staple of the doctor. You know, like That's how you can tell he's the doctor. The, he hates pears. <laughs> that's right. You know Are you the doctor? Lives in, I hate pears. Lives yeah, in a, he's the doctor. That's right. Lives in a blue box, has two hearts, hates pears. That's the doctor. So <laughs> um and you know, he's a time lord and all, but he hates pears, so that's definitely him. Right. All right, so then when the doctor, excuse me, when John Smith is speaking to Joan, uh, she says, you know, tell me about yourself. And he says that his parents are named Sidney and Verity. Now, um, Sidney Newman was the original creator of Doctor Who, and Verity Lambert was the first producer. I like how this note here says, this is clearly a reference to... Uh, the original creator and first producer. Yeah, oh yeah, so. absolutely. So and Ooh. and then we're gonna see uh it's gonna come up like next season. Sydney and Verity both sound like female names. Uh, uh Sydney can go either way. Sydney is a guy's name though, in the, in this particular case. What? Yeah. Verity was uh she was the first producer. And there was um or excuse me, there's going to be a callback to this. It's really obscure. And uh, I, I actually just watched this episode uh, maybe a month ago or so and didn't understand the reference as I was watching it. I was like, what is he talking about? And then when I saw this, it reminded me, oh, yeah, there's, there's going to be um, literally at the end of next season, there's going to be a callback to Sydney and Verity and Joan that's going to be really really obscure it's a really really deep cut so uh hopefully hopefully we'll have a note on that then (laughs) and we'll remember to close this loop if not uh listeners email us if we if we blow past that episode and we haven't talked about it email us and remind us all right uh the uh the sketches in john smith's sketchbook right where with his impossible what was it impossible tales impossible stories something like that um his sketches there, did y'all catch the page where there was a bunch of pictures of other incarnations of the doctors? Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't see that. I yeah. saw that. 
Yeah, there was a sketch, and I don't, I didn't catch how many it was. Maybe five or six of them. Mm. It wasn't all of them, but there were some like little headshot sketches of yeah. a bunch of previous doctors. I and didn't know who they were. I just saw people. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, missed so a, I was like, I was going to pause it and 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 bring that up then, but when um, I had the remote, so. we, this is true. Yeah. So, but. This apparently, this is the first time that we've ever had visual confirmation in New Who of any of the previous incarnations. Hmm. So we had the reference in School Reunion that there were previous incarnations. Because you remember remember at the beginning with with Nine, it was never really clear, is this the Ninth Doctor? Is this... The, the first doctor, and we're starting all over again and pretending like is it a reboot? Is it a is it a, uh, a a sequel? It wasn't clear for a little while. So then, in school reunion, we had uh, there was there was a mention of previous incarnations prior to Eccleston, but now we have the tenth doctor holding pictures of previous incarnations, previous actors, and you know, and showing those different doctors. Mm-hmm. So. They're just as time goes on, they're solidifying more and more. I think this kind of puts the nail in the coffin that no, this is definitely you know a, a continuation uh, of the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then there was a there was a brief mention as Joan was flipping through that book and we saw the those sketches. Uh, she just mentions that there is quote a girl in every fireplace. Mm. And I didn't. I didn't even catch that. I, caught, I picked Me that up in the, in the trivia. But she said, "Oh, a girl in every fireplace." <laughs> so I thought that was kind of an interesting little callback to another one of our um, favorite episodes. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about special effects. First of all, um, and and like I said, we'll talk a lot about the creepiness when we get there. But feel free, we can discuss it here as well. The costumes and makeup. The big thing was the scarecrows. Yes. All the other costumes and makeup were just. They live in nineteen thirteen in the UK whatever not super impressive or anything yeah we didn't even see any actual aliens Uh, we only ever saw them well I guess uh, yeah we saw that painting but it was just like a beam of light or something right no he held up some sort of ball thing right but it was a ball of light and then light came out of it so in other words there wasn't like any tentacled creatures or anything like the ood uh, or anything like that so we did have the scarecrows Uh, holy freakazoid those things were terrifying and I designed the scarecrows or me (laughs) because that would scare me I think they were designed to scare you because you're the watcher of the episode <laughs> well here's what I'm trying to figure out like how Why accurate have, were like, those the stitched up masks that's what I'm saying like how faces. how accurate were those is that what scarecrows used to look like because good grief <laughs> that sure would scare some here's clothes. the reason that I ask though do you remember the scarecrow mask in Batman Returns uh-huh. Or, that's exactly what it, it looks Batman like. Returns? Or no, no, I mean... The, um, that's, that's what I thought when I first saw, especially with the walk. I was like, that is Scarecrow right there, straight up. But, I mean, but the, the, the like, stitches in the eyes and the I mouth know. were... Like, it was almost exactly his mask from I've never seen Batman that. Begins. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll have to trust us. It is exactly... Yeah, we, we can uh, show you some images later or something. Um, it was very similar, so it makes me think, like, oh, maybe that's what Scarecrows used to look like. Or maybe the costume designer for Batman Begins saw this episode and was like, we're going to do it like that. Hey, yeah. that'd be... Uh, CGI, we did have the, uh, like I said, the alien beam of light, and then we had um, one that I thought was really cool was the invisible ship when Baines, before, and when he was actually Baines, like, touches the invisible ship, and it kind of, like, yeah, that green like outline. And, and then stuff. as he 
Yeah, and as he walked in the door, he you were like seeing him through the invisible ship, like so he went all green and digital and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was, um, it was really, it was really yeah. Awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. And why green? Like, why, why is green oh, such a de- creepy color? Uh, I was gonna say I think that's why they went with green because green is kind of a creepy color. And remember, whenever they would like communicate with each other, Duh. like a green spotlight would come on. Yeah. The yeah. That was that was so right. weird, though. Guys, let's hit the uh, yeah. checklist. The baddie of the week. Um, the the baddie of the week was the family of blood, but I also put down space scarecrows. Because yeah. now we have space scarecrows. Yeah, because if as if you know everything wasn't horrifying enough, um, we also okay. So we we've, we've talked about our checklist of you know we've had what space vampires, space werewolves. Mm-hmm. I never thought scarecrow space would make zombies. it onto the list. Yeah, space scarecrow. Um, at, but. Uh, we also have um, kind of along the same lines, uh, and I don't know how much. How, help me out. Have we had many uh, examples like in this one where he trapped the little girl in the mirror? So anytime you think you see something move in the in a mirror behind you, that's, no, that's really her. her. No, have we ever had anything not, like that? No, no, not really. Okay, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're go- That's that. There's. It becomes a thing. Uh, and I say it becomes a thing. Like, it's just something that that occurs every now and then. No, I want that, that to be a like thing. The plot what, of Harry Potter, have, really. Haven't you ever felt that tickle on the back of your neck? You know, that yeah, kind of thing? Uh, they always... Alien. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're going to see that. One of them is going to be next week. Yes. Um, yeah, we're going to have... Ever thought next week. you saw one of those statues move? You did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we have the idea of um, that... If you've ever looked in the mirror and thought you saw something move, it's because the doctor trapped a little girl in what? every mirror. I know. I was and like, "What is every Ooh, mirror?" That's creepy. Uh, yeah. I guess you can travel through. Every I said, "I'm never yes. looking in a mirror that, again." That was just disturbing. He's like, and then right, that night I looked. Let's, in let's come back. Okay. Let's let's come, let's come back, back to that. that. <laughs> let's come back to that. All right. So um, we didn't get any wells. Uh, we, we didn't, didn't get, get anything. We didn't have much of that. Yeah, we didn't get any I'm sorry. Well, I mean, the doctor wasn't hardly in the episode. Um, no Alonzi's, no what's. Um, we did get a run. We did get a run did because he run? said, I'll give you one bit of advice. Run. And uh, so oh, that brings like, the... Oh, I like said that. Uh, and I remember the doctor when he was blowing up the ship. You shouldn't have let me press all those buttons. You shouldn't have let me press all those buttons. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that brings the running count of run up to five. Uh, what was impossible this week? The Doctor. Right? We yeah, had the right. Journal of Impossible Things. Apparently to John Smith, everything that, about the Doctor is simply impossible. Which, granted, it, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Trip, you want to read us our first jibberty-jabberty? Uh, oh, low-level telepathic field. You were born with it. Just an extra sim... Synaptic engram. Synaptic engram. Is that what he sounds like? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Causing. That was that was like a bit of the doctor leaking through John Smith, uh, talking about why the boy was suddenly you know psychic up to eleven. He also talked about olfactory ventriloquism, which just is a delightful turn of phrase, if you ask me. I love that one. Corbin, uh, you want to hit the last one? Uh, yeah, (laughs) this long one. I don't like the look of that hydrokinometer. It seems to be indicating you got energy feedback all the way through the retro stabilizers 
feeding back into the primary heat converters. Which means you're going to die, basically. Um, we had no real jiggery-pokery, unless, unless we want to count him pretending to be John Smith falling all over himself with fear and in the course of doing that actually activating some sort of self-destruct. Nope, I would not count that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, who is Martha? Who really cares then? We saw a little bit about um, a little bit more about Martha and her ever-expanding crush on the Doctor. Uh, she says that. Um, well, okay. So first of all, first of all, we have a mention of companion. We have Which, the Doc. We have John Smith. This is the second now. So that wiki was lying or whatever. What was the first one? I don't remember, but it said it before, and it was with Martha, I what think. Was the, what was the wiki? I don't know. There was something that said that, and maybe it was you, but someone said that we never hear it called Companion I, in the I think TV I said series. that, and I said I, I think that that's the case. And apparently I'm, I'm wrong, which is why I'm bringing it up now, uh, that, that John Smith is talking about his dreams and says that Martha's in the dreams and she travels with the doctor as some sort of companion. And then mm-hmm. um, later on, we also have him inviting Joan to come travel with him. And she says, as what? And he says, as my companion. So I thought it was funny that we got it twice in one episode. Um, and then we have the quote from Martha about the doctor. He's just everything to me and he doesn't even look at me and I don't care because I love him to bits and I hope to God he won't remember me saying this. <laughs> I thought that was great. Apparently he didn't. Apparently. Uh, I think he totally did. Or, yeah, maybe. Probably. I don't know. I think, I, I think he totally did because there's that scene where she's saying, oh, back there, uh, yeah, I would have said anything to get you to change back. And he's like, oh, right, 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 right. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't tell what was going on. I, I'm pretty sure what, what was happening there is they were agreeing that they were never going to talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, so. Let's just uh, never mention this again. That's right. Okay. Um, what We thought we were done with Rose, but nope, we got another mention of Rose because apparently she figures very heavily in the dreams, but she seems to have just disappeared. Oh, man, just stab me in the heart. Yeah. Just, just remind sad. everyone that she's stuck in another dimension and you're never going to see her again. Blah. So, all right. Hopefully we will. How, uh, <laughs> episode is a bit depressing near the end, honestly. All right. So who is the doctor? Um, Timmy Tim Tim uh, says he's like fire and ice and rage. He's like the night and the storm and the heart of the sun. He's ancient and forever. He burns at the center of time and he can see the turn of the universe. And he's wonderful. Wow. He's forever. That's not true. I... I love it when they do this stuff. When they just, when they, you know, somebody just pumps him up like that. Um, it's amazing. And this was when John Smith was battling with, I don't want to die. I don't care about this guy. What is he, some sort of psychopath? Um, and then he blurts out a bunch of uh, jibberty jabberty and he's like, is that what he sounds like? Oh, my word. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, we have, um, oh, uh, in John Smith's ranting, he says that it never occurred to the doctor that he might fall in love. Which so, is strange, since he's done it several times already, but... Well, so, uh, you know, it's, well, Tin hasn't. Yeah, he has. Fallen, well, yeah, he did, didn't he? Uh, with Nine the girl in the fireplace. even. With the girl in the fireplace, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, at any rate, um, it did never occur to him that he might fall in love while he was a, a human, so he didn't make any wow. sort of contingency plan for that and john smith didn't like that um we have this is for the whovians um that that scene where he says but i don't want to die uh like 
preemptively uh, just dug my heart out with a dull spoon. Um, and <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that one just that one killed me. You're kind all of graphic over. sometimes. He just I cut didn't... my eyes out, cut off my, my tongue. Eyes. I didn't say eyes or tongue. It just it ripped, jabbed... my, it ripped my heart clean out of my chest. He jabbed and... my eyes out, cut off my tongue, and used it to clean the bottom of his <laughs> shoes. <laughs> All right, Captain Killy. Um, but at any rate... dug out my heart with a dull... That's right. ...jaggedy uh, spoon. That Did is very... dull and jaggedy in the same dull sentence? Dull and jaggedy. Yup. Because that's possible. They look on his face the way he said and the line itself, but I don't want to die. Uh, that is, was so sad. Was it's like, so sad, and if you think it's sad now, holy crap. Is all I'm gonna say. What? Uh, the well, the the ones who have been there before know exactly what I'm talking about and are and are crying a tear in their drink right now with me. Um, their drink? I don't know. I was gonna say a tear in my beer because I'm crying for you, dear. I don't know. It's an old country song. <laughs> Anyways, there's a tear in my beer because I'm crying for you, dear. <laughs> I just got a slow clap from the 13 year old. Um, let's see. Ah, uh, there's the bit where uh, the Time Lord has such adventures, but he could never have a, a life like that. Uh, <gasps> meaning a life. <gasps> John Smith has that has that sort of um, <laughs> flash forward of the life that he could have with Joan. Apparently, Trip just think that John Smith flamed the Doctor. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you can't get a life. I don't think that's what he means. He's not the right kind of guy to have a life of, dom- you know, a domestically. You're too bad life. to get a life like me. Take that, doctor. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, this okay, is so the fun and just disturbing. Here's yeah. Here's where we got to oh, get into it. Um, he's a bit vindictive. Apparently. Um. So apparently, okay. So we gotta we gotta hit him both. He's vindictive, but he's kind. Uh, because yeah, at the end, Strange. the whole tone of the episode shifts, right? All of the a sudden, the tone of the doctor shifts. Well, no, but but I mean, even the narrative frame, all of a sudden, Baines Voice becomes the narrated. narrator. Yeah. Which, by the way, there and, and I, it's there awesome. wasn't a narrator up to this point. But all of a sudden, Baines becomes the narrator, and yeah. shows us like a team. Uh, montage style of the doctor punishing the family of blood. And it's vindictive to the max. I know. He, okay, so he wraps the father in unbreakable chains and then, I don't know what, like throws him in a pit or something? Just throws him down? Let's back up. Let's back up. We have to preface all this with we get this bit of explanation that the the family, whatever they are, we never even got an alien species for them, but whatever they are, they're like fruit flies. They live for a couple of months and then they die. So they have to like feed off of the energy of other beings. And so if they grabbed a time lord, they'd live forever. They could live forever and spread out and take or over the galaxy. Or a quarter of a fifth of forever. Or no, a quarter. <laughs> a fifth of forever. No, a quarter because a they quarter. have to split it. There's four of them, yeah. Uh, the scarecrows don't get any of the time lord energy. but yeah. They can live forever anyway. That's right. but Unless they die. Uh-huh. By getting shot. <laughs> okay. Forever until they die. Uh, By getting shot. Brilliant. Everyone. brilliant. Getting no, so, so they don't, on their own, they are very short-lived. However, he wraps the father in unbreakable chains. 
throws him into a river or something. I, I love this. Tricked the mother into the event into falling into the event horizon of a collapsing galaxy, leaving her trapped there forever. First of all, what? First tricked? of all, tricked her. Is that not what he said? Yeah. Yes. He said like, tricked her. Totally. And I'm like, said. if by tricked her you mean let her fall backwards out of the TARDIS. <laughs> well, yeah, guess. practically pushed her. Yeah, then I'm mean, like, what was the trick that he lured her into the TARDIS? Anyways. Um, and then trapped the sister in a mirror, excuse me, every mirror, which we what? talked about earlier, and then traps the brother so in time. if you see time, a creepy little girl in your mirror, that's her. Yeah, that's her. Um, ignore her. She can't hurt you. She's just being tortured forever. <laughs> and then trapped the brother in time as a dang scarecrow. And as Corbin said, what happens if somebody ever goes like, pull that scarecrow down and there's a dude? Because <laughs> let's let's remember, he was Holy a human dude. crap, it's that guy that, I don't know, that attacked the school. murder from yeah. to a lava pit. And, and he says, Bye. you know, we wanted to live forever, so the doctor made sure we did. Oh my what? gosh! Whoa. This is like the sort of like yeah, sadistic sure. justice of like Greek tragedy. Wow, man! Like Dante's Inferno. Hard. Like there's an episode of The Simpsons where like Homer goes to hell die. and like there's a, a scene where they force feed him all the donuts in the world. You know, it's like, you like donuts? Try eating all the donuts! You know, um, and, then, and then in the typical Simpsons twist of fate, after all of the donuts gone, he's like, mm, 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 more. Simpsons <laughs> like, that usually works. But, um, it's like the, oh, you wanted this? Okay, you can have that in the worst possible way. I know, right? So, like, you want to live forever? Oh, I can dream you up, throw you in a river, and let you live yeah. there forever. I don't understand. How does the event horizon of a collapsing galaxy mean you can live forever? Yeah, that she's trapped. And how does and the unbreakable chains? Yeah. <laughs> and and so here's the thing: the like, frozen after three months. The frozen in time is the only one where it lives forever. Yeah. I mean, that one kind of makes sense, and 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 I guess you just have to say froze him in time oh he's a time lord so he can do yeah. that I guess whatever yeah, but I mean like sure. it's kind of you know what it is it's kind of like when Superman um, threw his logo at Zod and, <laughs> and it turned into like a cellophane wrapper trap thing it's like where did this power come from that the doctor can trap people in mirrors when did what? that happen um, it's, so it's really weird I, and the, where did he get unbreakable yeah, where, is this like just, just in his just in his TARDIS he just yeah, found they're, they're that. next to the pool um, in the attic it's, and why not regular chains the only thing I can think is that he uh, that, that that Cornell the, the writer wrote like spent a lot of time talking about this in the novel that there and not time even with this. two episodes you just didn't have time so it was like this is not materially important, so we'll just awkwardly shift gears into this like first-person narrator to really quickly wrap up and explain what happens. And like, it's really weird. Like, this was a fantastic episode. I love and just yeah. about everything about these two episodes. But the and last like fifteen minutes is like, what happened? What? It's, it's really like they needed a third episode because yeah. in the last like fifteen minutes we have. The like the doctor goes ballistic, right? <laughs> then we have to blow up your ship. Yeah. Then we have like tender moment with Joan, and he spent a lot of time talking to her, and like mm -hmm. trying to wrap up the whole. Well, what was John? 
And what is John now? And where is John? And are you John or are you something else? And if I go with you, I would be going with you, not with John. Well, but John is, lives inside of me. I mean, they spent a lot of time talking about a lot of existential things there. And then, Just then we have... The tiniest bit yeah, to explain, we, like, a really important part. That's, like... Oh, no, no, what I'm saying is, like... The, uh, so, so yeah, they, they glossed over the, Just you know, like, uh, dooming that. these people for all of eternity or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> then they spend a lot of time talking to Joan. Then they have, um, hey, let's talk to the little boy real quick. Yeah, right? what and the then heck? Let's give him the watch. And then because now we're going to run off to the sunset. And what was not in the recap was, oh, yeah, then we're going to flash forward to him surviving. Uh, some sort of missile thing. Right, yeah, he survives a, a mortar hitting him because, or not, he dodges it, because while he was tapped into the Time Lord energy in the watch, he saw the future and knew the exact time that a, 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 a like, artillery shell was going to explode him, so he and he was able to dive out of the way and take, you know, the jerk guy from school with him and save them, yeah. and then, and then he was able to live through We flash forward again Oh, to yeah. some memorial. Yeah, thing. to this guy being like ninety some years old, and and he uh, just looks off and looks like, oh, hey, wow. you know, you know what, you know what, I just, I, ju- oh wow, I just thought of this, what? I just thought of this, when they flashed forward, and they were reading the, you know, the the minister was reading, you know, about how brave the soldiers were and all this kind of stuff, and remember they all had the little red flower. Uh, mm-hmm. pinned to their to their coat and they mm-hmm. and they show Martha pinning one to the doctor mm-hmm. that uh, that little red flower is for I believe they call it Armistice Day um, we call it Veterans Day which oh that's happened, today which is today yeah oh I my just gosh. thought about that yeah so we happen to watch a very Veterans Day oriented episode the um, day before Veterans Day yeah, Veterans and then Day record weekend. the podcast yeah. on Veterans Day but I mean they did all of that. They did. I mean, they did a lot in like the last fifteen minutes of a two-parter, and it's just like, wow. They, you know, I. Mm-hmm. I, I wish, so it really makes me want to go and read the book. I it know. It Really makes me want to read that, the book and see. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Did huh? they spend like, a what lot happens of time on that? Is, yeah. Just pretty much just go to the end of the book. And yeah, that's all you gotta do. Just go right. to the end. Oh, I'd like, okay, I, mean, I have, have to read the whole thing and, and see. Yeah, The differences and everything. So. He has been a bit vindictive, but apparently he's also Strangest kind. Thing. Yeah, uh, he's I kind. Like, I like how the guy looks over and he sees the people he met, like, some, I don't know, 80-odd years ago. <laughs> and they're the same exact age. And he's just like, mm, whatever, I'm going to open my watch. Well, he knew. I mean, he knew. He knew. He saw them fly off. But yeah, they were stepping in. Remember, he was the one who said he's like fire and ice and rage, and he stands oh, yeah. at the center of the he's universe. He's ancient and yeah, forever. he he was the one who said that. But then the other girl, like he understood what he time was, lords, you know. So, but at any rate, so he's kind because apparently, because we never get it at the beginning why he ran from the family, <laughs> and apparently Baines explains to us that he ran from the family because he was being kind because apparently he knew that he was going to have to torment them forever i'm like holy cow like what yeah he said he was being kind because 
in the end, this is what he did to us. Yeah. So he ran from us so that he wouldn't have to do this to us. But then we chased him, so then he had to do it to us. I'm like, I don't Whoa, know. No. I don't know if that I, really I follows. don't think that's no, how I don't, it works. No, I don't think that's how that works. According to him, that's exactly how it works. So, um, at any rate, he he knew. Oh, and then he he knew he's a man that doesn't give second chances. You remember that? That was like one of the first quotes. Exactly. No second yeah. chances. I'm that kind of man. So, all right. Um, overall impressions. Um, we have uh, our our rating out of ten uh, trip. What are you gonna What are you gonna get of it overall? Mm. This episode was pretty good. I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it last night. Uh huh. Oh, oh! Is oh, they gonna say nine or ten? Like this is a really okay. good episode. All right. But I'm not sure because of the ends, kind of making me want to. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like they left a lot of stuff not explained. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna say nine. Okay. Which right. is a nine out of ten. Uh, creepy. Ripped off arms of a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped the scarecrow's okay. arm off. Yeah. All right, Corbin, uh, what about you? I'd say the episode was probably like an eight, but then that ending brought it down, I don't know, to like a six, and then Bane brought it all the way back up to nine. He was so uh, amazing. Yeah, he was, like, he was pretty pretty much nine uh, out brilliant. of ten. I don't know. Bane. Twisted I heads. <laughs> Bane's. Nine out of tw- ten crooked smiles. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go nine. Uh, yeah. Nine out of ten. Solid um, nine from all of us. Scarecrow stitches. Um, oh, absolutely, gosh. absolutely. This we got. You know what? You know how I knew this one was good. We got to the end, and all three of us went. That was good. Yeah. Like, this is a good one. And the other thing was, we got to the end of the first one. We had intended to watch that one. Down. And then y'all were going to go to bed. And we got to the end, and Corbin goes, and we'll just watch the next one. <laughs> and yeah, I, and I was like, next one? I was like, it yeah, was I think really we could just good, uh, I think maybe y'all could just stay up a little late on this one, because it was definitely worth it. And it was also yeah. worth it to just mow right through. So then we went to bed at like 10 o'clock last night. It happens. Yeah. It happens. So, uh, creep level. Corbin, Ooh, start us off, man. God. Start us off. Oh, this is like a solid Ooh. 400. Okay, all right, all right. Oh. Baines brings it up. Oh, okay. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go like four twenty-five. Um, I would say four hundred uh, with a bonus twenty-five just for Bane's smile. Like, just huh. just twenty-five creep factors every, right there. Every moment he's on screen, you see that smile. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like yeah, wow. Absolutely. I so. think I'm gonna I keep was... my creep level lower because uh, I know the next one is gonna be really creepy. Oh, you got five hundred floors. You got five hundred levels you can go. But so. I was gonna say three hundred. Okay. But then I was thinking. Creepy head turn. Oh my god! Uh, oh. I was, and that brought me just that moment brought me up to like three thirty-five. <laughs> when I was trying to get the audio for the um for the watch, yeah, like so at the very beginning of the Family of Blood, where the kid opens the watch to like save everyone, there's this moment or two right after he opens it where like the um Baines is smiling at the camera and then he's like just turns his oh, head so bad. I know it's ridiculous it's so huh. so bad 
So I think absolutely gonna, terrifying. I think I'm gonna go like 340. 340. Okay, and 335 of that was the creepy head tilt. So I was telling the boys, uh, just when when all four of them turn and look at it was at only three Tim, of them at that point. It oh, it was, yeah, yeah. Four. When the three of them turn yeah. and look at Tim and, and they like, all cock their heads <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, oh! oh. We actually ran that one back. Yeah, I was like, run that back because so that was, I, that was so creepy. I needed to 300 of my levels was just Bane. We, <laughs> we ran back that shut up thing once or twice. Shut up, stop talking. <laughs> Season this is, that's a good girl. Just the way he says it and how he looks is just Well um, he says it with like with his mouth slid off the side of his face. It's just so creepy. He should have played Two Face. He would have done amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. It was that kind of uh, it was that kind of exaggerated. I mean, his mouth went oh, too far smile back. right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's talk about John Smith. Let's talk a little bit about him. For fifty some years, the doctor has been using John Smith as a pseudonym, and then we finally get to actually meet john smith like what yeah. if we made it's it's like they said what if we made john smith an actual dude who would he be and um i looked it up there is if you count audio novels comics etc 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 there is an example of every single doctor using some form of john smith yeah. like uh the first doctor uses the name j smith to rent the uh, space that he's in in the first episode we see, wow. um, and I don't know if that ha- I don't know if that the was on the show. He's been a teacher as John Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't remember if that was in the. I think that was in a, a novel. I don't think that that was in the actual uh, first episode, um, but we have that all the time, and uh, it's been this ongoing cover story sort of yeah. sort of thing. But then. Yeah. Then they take and they flesh him out and make him into a real guy. So, yeah. who was John Smith, Trip? What was he like? Tell us about him. Wimpy. <laughs> was he wimpy? Yes. What was wimpy about him? I mean, do you want to die? Because I'm just saying. That was I wouldn't would be like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Are you okay. sure the guy's like willingly committing suicide right there? Yeah, I mean, it's in the end, he died. Literally... It's either that or everything in the universe is basically destroyed. He still doesn't Right, so, die. but he made the right choice, right? I mean, he, he in the end, he did the hard thing. Either way, he was going to die. I guess. There's no running from it. I guess, in theory. So I don't see how that's the hard way. Ugh, you're harsh. Okay. Um, Corbin, tell us about John Smith. Uh, I mean, he's a teacher. I mentioned that already. But I noticed even as John Smith, he couldn't bring himself to fire a gun on a scarecrow. I know. Oh, yeah. Like, he couldn't pull the trigger on a scarecrow. It was just weird. Yeah. And he knew it was a scarecrow. He saw the guy pull the arm off. Right. He knew that it wasn't even alive. He, um, uh, he apparently is okay with pears. Um, I didn't I didn't see this and I, I didn't have time to go back and double check it but I saw in the notes somewhere that he actually ate a pear at one point in the episode as John Smith I um, don't 
remember. I don't remember it either. So it, Me neither. I'm trying to remember. So. It may have been that it happened in the book. I don't know. Um, but John Smith, one way or the other, ate a pear. Um, was he was he very different from the Doctor? Yes. Yeah, okay. kind of. I mean, I mean Corbin hinted that... super different. Yeah. But... I, I, I love that you pointed out, oh, of course, he's a historian. He teaches history. Yeah, he teaches history. <laughs> like, of course he Figures. does. Um, it would have been science or history. Yeah, sure. exactly. It would have. Um, Which, I, they probably don't even teach science at whatever school that is. They probably don't. Because the wow. history he was talking about was war history. And they yeah. were teaching him how to fire guns and stuff. They it seemed more like a military well, were, school. They were a nation on the brink of war, so I um, was shading a lot of things there. Um so how else is he is he different from the doctor? I mean, would we say would we say he's super brave? Yeah. I mean, he is pretty brave. Is he is he, was he a man of action? I mean, he was yes. willing to run out there with a gun. Mm-hmm. Sure not fire it, but still, well, he was willing he has a heart. And he was the one ringing the bell. Bling, you know, telling yeah. everybody, you know, take everybody arms, take arms. Take a, yeah. Yeah, get, you know, everybody let's let's rally the troops here. Um, got everybody together. He, all, but while he was a man of action, he also kind of lacked the confidence of the doctor. Because when yeah. remember that scene, Corbin, you you were talking about how he just like fell apart talking to Joan about mm-hmm. like she was kind of hinting that I'd like to go to the dance, but nobody ever asks me. And he, he was like, literally well, I just, I just, I just, backwards down the stairs. Oh yeah, then he. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. He literally <laughs> fell down the stairs. <laughs> He's like, there's stairs. He's like, where? Right behind me. Ah! <laughs> but I have nobody to take me to the dance. Well, it's not like I would ever go to the dance. Ah! Oh, yeah. So um, he was hint, hint, he, he was different from the doctor, but at the same time, the doctor always seemed to be sort of bleeding through a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think of John Smith? as a character. Do we like him? Do we not I think like him? I like him. I he, like him. He's okay. a good character. All right. He's fun. Um, Wimpy. What did we but like a good a- character. <laughs> <laughs> what did we like about him, Corbin? Uh, he was a man of action. Know. He knew what I to mean, do. Like, when it came there's, down there's to it. specific, I guess, that I liked about him. He was just a fun character. Let me, let me ask you this. We spent, I love we spent, that pool ball part where he, like, Saves the person from the piano. Oh yeah, with the um, with that the was so croquet ball. Shame with the falling piano. That, <laughs> yeah, you see that in cartoons. On a baby in a carriage. Corbin you was see like, that in cartoons. This being not... more cliche. Yeah. <sighs> right. Um. So we we got to spend just two episodes with this guy. Did you care about him? Yes. Uh. Yeah, and as much as the doctor. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, not a, not like not like. Did you want to see him stay and and yeah, the doctor no, never come back? I mean, I that was, was never so sad at the end. He, uh-huh. I don't want to so see sad? the doctor crying anymore. It's terrible. I don't want to die. Oh yeah, towards the end there. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like like we stop all, wrenching my heart. We out. only spent at that point like an episode and a half. Um, getting John to know this guy. Smith and yeah, and yeah. I felt for him. Like, I was sad to see him go. And it's it's really interesting. Again, um, please, please, please remind me when we when we get there, uh, remind me to talk about the parallels between the doctor, the 10th Doctor and John Smith when we get to the end. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Not the end of this episode. When we get to the we end of the 10th Doctor. Mm-hmm. We have to remember to talk about John Smith because the parallels here are crazy and there are 
there's a lot of talk in this episode about identity or their identity is like a theme right mm-hmm. because you have these mm-hmm. people whose bodies get hijacked by these aliens right so you have someone that looks like Baines a student at the school and it's really he's a murderous alien yeah. and then you have someone who looks like uh, one of the servants and he's, she's his murderous mother you know and, and then you have a scarecrow that just looks like a scarecrow and then it turns its head when you're not looking and then you have the that was the creepiest part ever yeah then you have the big one of the doctor and John Smith and who is he and then like I said in the very in the end it was like it was like watching the end of the Lord of the Rings where it's like there were 17 endings to that movie I felt like there were four endings to this episode where it's like, so ridiculous. yeah, you you see them, uh, you know, receive their punishment. You it think ends, the credits are going to roll, ends again. and then mm-hmm. he goes and talks with Joan and spends a lot of time talking with her about, again, where is John Smith? And he says, up here somewhere, I guess, or he's in here somewhere, I guess. And then he talks with Martha and the boy, and then we're at the war, and then we're at the yeah, veteran. No, but again, course. but again, talking about identity, that um, he. He says, he's still inside here if you look into my eyes. You know, look into my eyes, and you'll see that he's still in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says something to the effect of everything that John Smith is and was capable of, I am there? too. You know? Yeah. So, I'm not John Smith, but everything that was John Smith is a part of who I am. Like, mm-hmm. he's a part of me. Um, and they spend a lot of time um, talking about identity and how that changes. I feel like identity is like a huge theme in Doctor Who anyways. It is. I it mean, is. Because of the nature of her generation. constantly changing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole show is a, is a, teeth. Is a character weird. sketch. Uh, it's a, it's a, a study in what does it mean to be who you are. Yeah. You know, the Doctor changes. Yeah. We get new companions, new showrunners. The TARDIS changes. Yeah, I mean, everything God, changes. I'm going to tell you right now, I know y'all haven't seen it, but um, I'm about five episodes into season 11 of Doctor Who season 11 did I just say season 11 twice of the newest season with the 13th Doctor and wow this is a different show it is so different and I don't know if it's because so far every time that I've watched a new Doctor come in it's already been the old Doctor you know what I mean like when I watched Peter Capaldi show up he had been the Doctor for like two years because I was still playing catch up but all of a sudden, I was watching it live with the whole world, and this was a, a, a new thing that I had not read anything about. I hadn't heard anything about because there's nothing there. And it is a different, different show. And it's and there's the question right now. All the all the blogs that I'm reading are saying, you know, one one person said, I'm tired of Doctor Who prove, trying to prove that it's Doctor Who. Yeah, I saw that. I've seen ones that are saying, this isn't my Doctor Who. I've seen ones that say, uh, are they doing too much of this on Doctor Who now? Or is it too different? Is it not different enough? I mean, everybody's arguing about, is this Doctor Who? And the ultimate answer to the question is, yes. Yeah. It's Doctor Who. It's different, but it's Doctor Who. That's the point of Doctor Who. Right. And like it or love it, that's what this show is, and that's what it's going to continue to be. And by that, I mean it's going to continue to be changing. Um, Yeah. And it is. It's it's a whole study in identity. And this was a, a, a great episode about that. When you have yeah. somebody that looks like something, but they're not, and maybe they are, maybe they aren't, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way down to literally an invisible spaceship. Is yep. it there? Is it not? <laughs> I don't know. 
all the tiny things. But we did see it blow up. So, all right, guys, um, wanted to um, hit a little bit of listener input uh, because we've got some now. Woo! Yay! All right. We mentioned um, some last week, but yeah, that's right. Uh, we had um, an iTunes review come in from Fred Firestein. Uh, Fred, I hope I'm saying it right. It's either Firestein or Firestein. I don't know. I like Um, it either way. I don't care. Both of them are awesome. Yes, Fred Firestein. Firestein. Let's take a vote. I think it's Firestein. Firestein. Oh, great. (laughs) I'm undecided. At any rate, his iTunes review says, Doctor Who is a show which has aired for several generations of fans and even a couple generations of the show itself. There aren't many podcasts featuring kids and their thoughts about a show which was originally made for the entire family to enjoy. It's fun to hear the father-son conversations about modern-era episodes. I would love to hear some special episodes covering classic-era stories and those special effects. Uh, now, there's an idea. He's probably heard us ragging on the special effects a lot. Oh, yeah. could be. We did that a lot My, in the first few episodes. Now, guys, we got to talk about this offline, not necessarily right now, but um, he brings up an interesting idea. My thought, and, I, and I've said this, I said this on, uh, on that story show, uh, that... Our plan is, if we ever manage to catch up, that we'd go Which back and do we a classic. We will do at some point. I mean, we will, okay. except that it's still going. Yeah. So we'll kind of but never. There's be... those like year-long breaks. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. We could probably knock out a couple of years of classic Who waiting for for new episodes. Uh, and which, by the way, the it sounds like the break between this season and the next season is going to be a long one. It sounds like it's going to be a long stretch. Why? So, um, so who knows? We we could conceivably catch up in that amount of time. So we'll have to see. But um, what if instead of episode by episode, week by week, what if we did some one-offs, kind of like Special the Wibbly Wobbly? Here and there. Yeah. So listeners, you guys, we want to hear from you. Um, what would you think, uh, especially uh, old old school Whovians, What would you guys think if we instead of waiting? You know, a couple oh, of years that it would take us to get there, because um, it will take us a couple of years to, to finish out what's currently yeah. uh, on New Who. What if we took a break every now and then and did a special one-off or maybe even multiples, depending on if we got a long story of classic Who? And uh, we should do one of those like four-parters or whatever. Oh, that's so many of them. So that's many. It's like of them. all. I literally, of them, isn't I'm, it? I think I'm in. I think I'm trapped in the middle of a nine-parter that I can't get out of right now. Um, <laughs> so, Gotta do that one. Yeah. So just anyway, have like a three-hour-long special. Listeners, um, remind me, uh, or, or excuse me, Corbin and Trip, remind me. We'll put up a poll on the Facebook page, and uh, listeners, uh, do us a favor. Hit the Facebook page. Take a take a uh, a vote in the poll on uh, what. What would you want to see? Would you want us to wait and do it all and then go back and do Classic Who? Or would you be interested in us doing some one-offs? And that would be in addition to the Wibbly Wobblies, which yeah, brings us we to... we have too many things we want to do right now. That's right. Uh, which brings us to uh, the next bit of listener input. This was um, two different posts from Christina. One of them was a Facebook post where she said, Hey, I just started listening to your podcast. I'm on episode eight right now, The Empty Child. And uh, so first of all, woo! One of yeah. our favorites. And then secondly, she says, my 10-year-old son and I love listening to you guys. She must really love us if she's handling episode 8 and all that. If she's handling episode 8? I know. If she loves us through <coughs> the old episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Christina, yeah, we can't well. wait until you catch up to season 2 so where our audio improves. Um, yes. But then Christina also, a couple days later, she also posted, um, okay, so I got to the episode where you confess you have not seen any of the Harry Potter movies. I think that was a lot more recently. But now we have. Yeah, we've actually we watched have them all. Finished hang on, them hang on, all. hang on, hang on. 
let me let me read the whole thing. <laughs> um, she says, I know you have a love for all things time travel. Did you know the third Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, has time travel in it? I'm thinking you need to watch and give us a bonus Wibbly Wobbly episode. And I responded to her and said, we have fixed this situation. We have now seen all of Harry Potter, including uh, the first um, Fantastic Beasts. And um, we're, we're eagerly awaiting part the second two. second one, yeah. Um, but I, I told her, I said, it is on our list. Prisoner of Azkaban is one that, as soon as we watched it, we went wibbly wobbly. Pretty much yeah. any time we encounter time travel now, we go, put it on the list. That's got to yeah. be... That's Except we be don't have one. a list. We have like huh? five. There's so many things we a, say, put it on the list, but we don't have lists for them. Corbin... Start one. I know, man. I made a movie list. Captain Spreadsheet over there. How many movies do you have on the list? Not many. Several. Uh, So at any rate, our next next Wibbly Wobbly, we haven't scheduled it or anything, but the next one on the list is going to be a short story called By His Bootstraps. Yes. And we'll put up some links on the the Facebook page and in the show notes um, because it is a short story that was also done as a radio drama by which is what we first listened to correct uh oh man i can't think of the guy's name now um he was in mr holland's opus uh, i can't think of his name mr holland for mr holland's opus and um, and a bazillion other movies uh, i can't think of his name but it's him uh mm-hmm. voicing uh the characters in that in that story we're gonna have to re-listen to that one before we do any wibbly richard dreyfus that's his name richard Dreyfus. yeah we haven't oh, yeah, done we're, it in like yeah, a yeah, year. yeah we're gonna we're gonna go back same thing with prisoner of azkaban we'll have to go back and rewatch. We it might with, as well do a lenses. wibbly wobbly pretty soon because we haven't done one of those in a while yeah we didn't do it and we're coming up on the end of series three we've only got a, f- uh, a few episodes left so maybe three uh yeah 10 11 4 10 11 12 13 right because it's 13 episodes. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. At any rate. At any rate. So we'll have a Wibbly Wobbly coming out soon. Um, so thank you, um, Fred and Christina, for uh, for your input. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, Fred, by the way, guys, uh, is a listener um, from that story show. He and I uh, are, are kind of buddies over in the Nobody's Listening podcast um, Facebook group. Um, he's pretty active over there, just like I am, and uh, heard about the show, came over, checked it out, and gave me some feedback in the Nobody's Listening group. <laughs> so, yeah, because... Just go on Facebook. When, we posted, when yeah. we posted about... Or when, when James posted about the episode that I was in over there, uh, he said, hey, you know, check out your show. It was great, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. I said cool have you given us a review so he went over and he gave us a review he actually left us a review on facebook and on itunes so fred Mm. you're awesome um you're still listening with us and everything glad to have you as i said glad to have you on the wibbly wobbly train all right guys um that's about all we've got for this time um like i said um you guys can always uh email us at noobs and the whovian at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash noobs and the whovian um, we always want to hear your feedback, your thoughts on episodes. Um, if you get them to us uh, in advance, if you you know you know where we're going, we're just going to the next episode. So if you watch it and you want to send us some thoughts ahead of time, uh, we can include those in the episode. Or if you get them to us after the fact, we can sort of say, "Hey, remember last week we talked about this? Here's what so and so had to say about it." You yeah, know, we can do that kind of thing. So join us next next week for season three, episode ten. Blink. Oh man, yes. we've been waiting. I know, I've been waiting so oh. long. And I will say this: I went I'm back and rewatched this. Getting the silence, though. Oh, that's that's a little mm. further off. Uh, I went back and rewatched Blink 
uh, a couple of months ago. It's even better than I remember. Oh, it's so good. Um, so can't wait for that. Um, guys, check us out uh, next week. Um, and until then, Noobs in the Hoovian, as always, is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is Trip Reason. Corbin Reason is our production editor. Our production editor. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wakia.com for the trivia and the star and the rest of the staff over the Timber Glen Library in Dallas for the DVDs, for the comic books, for all of the things. Uh, all of the Wibbly Wobblies have so far come from the Timber Glen Library in Dallas, so we love you guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, guys, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Loops. And we will see you next time. Bye. <sighs> Something little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, be quiet, cease and desist. That's a good girl. What do you, oh, you got that? What I did mean, he say? Huh? Cease and desist. Cease and desist.